Welcome to the Sermon Audio Podcast of Hill Country Bible Church, Georgetown. The podcast bringing you biblical messages that encourage you to put Christ at the center of everyday life. We're here to help you engage in the local church and to invite you into a life that matters through Jesus. If you have any questions about your next step, visit us online at hillcountry.life. And now for today's message. All right, good, ev- good morning, everyone. Good every morning. With, I, I don't know what I was about to say. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so before we get started this morning, I actually want to tell you about what's happening next weekend. Uh, next weekend, we are launching a brand new series called Foundations that we are really excited about. Uh, it's kind of the first time we've done something like this. It's a 10-week series that is going to deal with uh, some of our theological distinctives as a church, what we believe and why, as well as some of the things that we believe every one of us as followers in Christ should be doing Uh, in life. And so uh, with our small groups, we've produced a book. It's at the printers right now uh, that our small group, many of our small groups will be walking through it with us. And so if you're not in a small group right now, this is a perfect opportunity uh, for you to check one out and see if it's for you. Uh, So again, that is starting next week. Now this morning, uh, like Grace just mentioned, we are wrapping up this Breaking Bad series and Holy cow, I don't know about you, but this has been a challenging, challenging series. Um, But at the same time, I think this has filled me with a lot of hope as well. Because God, God knows we deal with all this stuff. He knows we deal with uh, laziness sometimes. He knows we deal with envy sometimes. He knows we walk through depression sometimes. And he doesn't leave us alone in it. He's given us everything we need to break out of these things and ultimately to do life with him moment by moment every single day. And so that fills me with a lot of hope. And today we're looking at another one of those things that he doesn't leave us alone in, uh, and it's integrity. And this is one of those things that can, believe it or not, have a huge impact on your quality of life. And so if you get this one thing right, there's so many other things that can just fall into place. But if you get this one thing wrong, it can have enormous consequences and it can cause enormous issues for you in your life. Now in 1912, everybody said that the Titanic was uh, unsinkable because it had this newfangled technology, right? It it used um, a, a compartmentalized hull versus one integrated hull. And so the thought process was that one or multiple of these compartments could be damaged or even flooded and the the ship wouldn't sink. It would stay afloat. But we know that uh, the Titanic sank and 1,522 people lost their lives. It It was tragic because the integrity of the hull was damaged. The ship was doomed. Now, James Cameron, the the producer of the movie that many of you have seen, uh, he says that the Titanic is really a metaphor for life, that we are all on the Titanic. And in a lot of ways, your life is like a ship. You may be kind of sailing along in smooth waters right now. You might be uh, going along just cruising through life. But if your integrity gets damaged, your ship's going to sink, right? You're in for a bumpy ride. And we've seen this so many times. If we're, if we're honest, we've seen this so many times in politics. We've seen it in sports teams. We've seen it in, in government. We've seen it uh, even in churches where people make this mistake where we try to compartmentalize our lives 
into various segments. And we think for some reason we're safer because of it. We have these little bite-sized pieces. This is my work life. And this is my home life. This is my, my social life. And this is my private life. This is my sex life. And it goes on and on and on and on. And we, we think um, that these are, these are better because they're separated, but unfortunately, they're, they're not related. They, we make them not related at all. And many of us that are here today, we have a spiritual compartment. And that's where I go to church, I pray, I thank God for things, and I have my ministry. But then I also have my secular life and secular compartment where I do real things. I go to a real job. I, I make real money. And those two compartments never really interact with one another. There's no integration in life. And we do this because we like, to, we like to have two like, conflicting value systems in our mind. It seems to, to solve so many issues because I can act this way and do this over here. And then I can go over here and act another way and do this over here and have two completely conflicting value systems in my mind. We want to do all of these things. And we think that by putting them in compartments... It's okay that if this one over here has a little bit of sin in it, if this one over here is just a little bit of a questionable activity, I can fudge the numbers a little bit over here, it's going to be okay. It's not going to sink the whole ship because I've separated them. I've compartmentalized my life. But here's the problem. See, the very definition of integrity is the quality or state of being complete or undivided or incorruptible. That means you can't have integrity and compartmentalize your life. It doesn't work that way. Integrity means wholeness. All, all, you've got it all together, unseparated. Integrity means you can't say, well, I've got this over here, so I'm okay doing this over here. Do you see that? It doesn't work that way. Like We, we, we like being able to say, family is first in my life, and then spend all our time and money at work. I want to obey God in some areas of my life. I want to praise him and do all those, those things. But in other areas of my life, I want to ignore God because, frankly, he's inconvenient sometimes. Right? We compartmentalize. But integrity says you can't live with a segmented life and maintain integrity. Okay. There's a popular phrase that uh, kind of comes around whenever we start talking about this. And we may not verbalize this this way, but I think we think this way. We say, you know, what I do in my private life is my business, and it has no effect on my public life. Interesting, right? Does my, does my private life affect my public behavior? Absolutely it does. And if you ever find yourself thinking, I have my private life and it doesn't affect my public behavior, what I do at church doesn't affect my work, what I do at work doesn't affect my home, if you start thinking that way, you have a big, big problem coming your way because you lack integrity, okay? So what I wanna do, I wanna look at a few things today. First, why is this important? Why are we talking about this? What's the big deal? And if it is a big deal, then how do we live that way? Because so many of us are used to compartmentalizing our lives and living a, a different way. So how do we live that way? And in a culture where a lot of people just don't care about character, how do we maintain this long-term, okay? So that's where we're going today. And the first thing, this may seem very simple, but track with me because all of us deal with this. Okay, why is integrity so important? The first reason is it pleases God. And let's just pause there. That should be all the reason we need, but we're gonna go through the rest anyways. Uh, so it pleases God. 
right? The Bible says God cannot lie, that God is absolute truth. And because of that, God wants our lives uh, to be ones of integrity, our actions, our behaviors, our thoughts, our motives, our whole lifestyle to be one of honesty and integrity. Proverbs 11 says, the Lord hates people with twisted hearts, but he delights in those with integrity. God, God hates deception. Why? Because that's opposite of who he is, right? It keeps us from becoming all that God meant for us to be. It twists our hearts, okay? Have you ever been caught in a lie? Everybody say yes, right? It's terrible. It is awful, right? It kind of twists us up inside. It hurts relationships. It hurts the people we love and the people that are close to us. It makes us feel awful, right? It, it twists what God has for us. And we, we like to rationalize dishonesty in a lot of different ways. And the most ridiculous, but probably the one that's most often used is this idea of, well, what does it matter? No one's ever gonna know, right? I can do this little thing over here. I can take this little step of dishonesty. I can fudge the numbers over here a little bit and it's not gonna hurt anybody. No one's ever gonna find out. No one's ever gonna know, but we know this. God knows, God knows. And he's really the only audience we need to care about. Because even if no one ever finds out, even if no one ever knows, you still need to live with integrity. And I still need to live with integrity because God knows. And it pleases him. And the Bible says that God delights in those with integrity. Now, the second reason that this is so important for us is it affects others. It affects other people around you. Whether you live with integrity or you live with a lack of it, it's going to influence the people around you. In the first place it's going to take effect is in your home. Proverbs 20 says, the godly walk with integrity. Blessed are their children who follow them. Do you wanna be a blessing to your children? Have integrity, have integrity. And it also affects our society and the people around you at work, uh, your, your world, your circle of influence. Proverbs 11 says, through the blessing of the upright, a city is exalted. Wow, how do, how do you have a great city? Well, it says you have great people in it. Proverbs 14, righteousness exalts a nation. Come on, let, let's be honest. Our country needs people of integrity, right? Our men and women of integrity who are living the way God intends us to live. For believers, for those of us that follow Jesus and believe in him, there's another reason and another way it affects others around us. The Bible tells us that when you as a believer are living with integrity, it actually brings people toward God, okay? It actually moves people toward the message of Jesus. Matthew 5 says, Let your light shine before others, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So integrity pleases God. It affects others. And the third reason this is so important, very simply, it blesses me. It blesses you when you live with integrity. And the Bible gives us dozens of benefits for living this way. And I love this. I love this because one of them is life is just easier. I mean, how many of you want to live a slightly easier life, right? Life is just easier when you live this way. Proverbs 11, the righteousness of the blameless makes their paths straight, but the wicked are brought down by their own wickedness. The righteousness of the upright, it delivers them, but the unfaithful are trapped by evil desires. Life 
will go smoother if you maintain integrity. Now, Mark Twain talking about this, he said this, he said, one of the things about integrity is you don't have to have a long memory. You don't have to remember what you said to who. So if you're lying all the time and you talk uh, one way and say one thing to this uh, group and then you come over here and say another thing to this group and uh, you talk ugly about this person over here and then you say nice things to their face, like one day you might forget and you're going to be in trouble, okay? And he says with integrity, you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to have a good memory because you know you've always told the truth anyways, and if you don't think this like, idea of living an evil life is all that bad or all that hard, just visit a prison. Right? Talk to the guys there. Hey, has it been easy for you doing the wrong thing in your life? See, the fact is, it causes all sorts of chaos and all sorts of upheaval and problems in your life and in my life when we don't live the way God meant for us to live. Okay? It's the moral life. It's the life of integrity that is smoother. I had someone once tell me about the business world. He said, if people would spend as much time and energy doing the right thing as they do trying to cheat people, they'd all be millionaires, right? They'd all be millionaires. Now, another one of the benefits of uh, living this way is confidence. Confidence. How many of us need more confidence? Proverbs 10 says, people with integrity have firm footing, but those who follow crooked paths will slip and fall. And so when you have nothing to hide, when what you see is what you get, when you don't have any skeletons in your closet just waiting to come out, you can, you can have confidence. The Bible says you have firm footing. Talk about a breath of fresh air for some of us. Right? Now, if this is what God wants us to do, this is, and I want to kind of bless and influence the people around me positively, I want to live and experience the blessings that God has for me uh, by living this way. How do we do this? Because again, I think many of us have lived the other way, compartmentalized for so long. Sometimes we might not even know how to do this. So three things. And again, these may seem very simple, but, but stay with me. The first thing is always speak the truth. Always speak the truth. Proverbs 12, 22 says, The Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in people who are trustworthy. And so, do you, do you keep your word? Do you keep your promises? Or do you make a lot of excuses? Do you find yourself saying, Oh, I couldn't be there, I couldn't show up, or I, you know, I couldn't do that for you because, and you know, it goes on and on and on. Because God loves, he delights in people who keep their word, who are trustworthy. And if you don't know how to keep your word, you're not going to have very many great relationships because all great relationships are built on integrity. You can't have a great relationship without it because truth and trust always go together. Because if I don't tell you the truth, then you're not going to trust me. And if you don't trust me, then we're not going to have a relationship. And so if you don't know how to keep your word, you're not going to have very many great relationships. Now, and this is so sad, but one of the many reasons that there are so many divorces today is because people, they marry for the wrong reasons. Oftentimes, it's for sexual attraction, convenience, security, money, right? Maybe they simply like the person, uh, or even if they love the person. But single people, before you take that step in marriage, Check out, 
does this person have integrity? Does this person have character? Because if they don't and you continue down that path, you are in for a rough, rough ride because all great relationships are built on integrity. Proverbs 4, 24, it says, put away from you a deceitful mouth and put devious speech far from you, right? Don't, don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Don't gossip. Don't tell white lies. These are things that people of integrity don't do. You don't gossip. You don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. That means telling one thing to this person to appease them, then coming over here and telling the opposite thing to a person over here to appease them, right? They have a word for a person like that, a hypocrite. We all know this. It's what somebody who talks out of both sides of their mouth, somebody who says, I have a private life and then I have my public life and I, have, I put on a mask for each and one doesn't affect the other. It's, a, it's hypocrisy. It's a hypocrite. And this is really interesting. This comes from a Greek term, um, from ancient classical Greek theater. Uh, it's when a, an actor would put on a mask and he'd play a part. And then he'd go backstage and put on another mask and come out and play a completely different part. And then he'd go backstage, put on another mask and play a completely different part. One actor, many roles, many parts that he is play, play acting. And the term for a person like this was hypocrites uh, or hypocrite, right? And so every time you're wearing a mask, and so many of us do this, every time you're wearing a mask, you're showing hypocrisy, not integrity. Because people of integrity refuse to put on masks. And so if you're gonna live a life of integrity, you have to speak the truth. You have to speak the truth, even when it's inconvenient, even when you don't want to, even when it's a difficult situation, because that's what integrity demands of us, okay? But there's more to integrity than just simply speaking the truth. The second thing is you need to stand for what's right. Stand for what's right. Sometimes it's often more than just speaking up. It's off, it often involves action of some sort. Sometimes we have to do something because that's what uh, integrity demands of us. 2 Corinthians 13, it says, For we cannot oppose the truth, but must always stand for the truth. And so if you're going to be a person of integrity, there will be times in your life where you have to stand up and speak the truth and point out that something is just flat out wrong. You don't have to say it in a mean-spirited way. You don't have to say it in hatred uh, and not even necessarily in anger. The Bible talks about speaking the truth in love. And it may not always be the popular thing. Like, believe it or not, integrity is not always popular, right? Especially in our culture. But you need to stand for what's right and what's true. And the third thing as we look at living, uh, living this out is you stay clean. You stay clean. Keep your mind, keep your body, keep your motives pure, okay? Philippians 2, uh, 15, it says, Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Right? Shine like bright stars before them. Stay clean. Be careful what you allow into your mind. Be careful what you allow to influence who you are. Remember, what you do in private absolutely affects your public behavior. Keep your mind, keep your body, keep your motives pure. Okay, so we've talked about why this is so important and we've talked about how we can start living with integrity right now. But like I said earlier, so many of us are surrounded by people that could care less about character. 
And so many people around us are cutting corners, looking for the easy way out, looking for the easy deal, looking, looking for ways to, to, to put on a mask. And it's so tempting for us to just fall into that again and put on a mask and portray somebody that we're not. And so how do we maintain these things uh, long-term throughout our life? And so the first thing is choose the right kind of friends. And when I did youth ministry, I think I made this point weekly. Choose the right kind of friends because you will become like the people you hang out with most, right? So they better be people of integrity. And on top of that, I I suggest you spend some time with Jesus because the more time you spend with him, the more you're going to be like him. 1 Corinthians 15, this is just, just a few words, but it's so powerful. Bad company corrupts good character. Isn't that true? Bad company corrupts good character. So choose your friends wisely, okay? Because people are going to either pull you down or they're going to pull you up. If somebody came up here and grabbed my hand, it'd be much easier for them to pull me off the stage than it would be for me to pull them up. Right? It's the law of gravity. So choose your friends wisely. The second thing uh, to maintain integrity in life is value integrity more than your image. Value integrity more than your image. And this can be so hard in Georgetown, Texas. Everybody seems so nice and perfect. All the houses are big. Everybody seems, you know, wealthy. Their lawns, well, they're still brown, but they look nice. And you know, it's, it, it can be, seriously, a hard thing to do in Georgetown, Texas. But so many of us think it doesn't really matter if I'm successful as long as I look successful and we put on a mask. And it doesn't matter if I'm really wealthy as long as I look really wealthy and we put on another mask and we portray somebody or we portray a character that isn't us. Proverbs 28, 6, it says, it's better to be poor and honest than to be dishonest and rich because fewer things will destroy your integrity faster than greed. Isn't that true? We see that often as well. If money becomes your number one in life, You'll do anything to get it. And so we have to make a conscious effort, a conscious decision and ask ourselves, what is more important to me? What do I value more, truth or things? Truth or things, what's more important to me? And if you decide truth is more important to you, you'll end up giving up some things sometimes in order to tell the truth. But if you decide things are more important to you, You'll cheat on your taxes, you'll uh, lie to make a profit, you'll fudge the numbers, you'll misuse company resources, all in the name of getting more and more things and more and more money. You're going to see you have kind of a Titanic-style problem because you lack integrity. Okay? So value integrity more than your image. The third thing for maintaining uh, integrity in life, and this is so interesting, and I think we, we downplay this a lot, But watch what you watch. Watch what you watch. In other words, filter what you allow in your mind. If you're going to be a person of integrity, you're you're gonna have to monitor what you take in and what you, again, allow to influence you. There's a lot of things in our media that don't represent integrity in any sense of the word, okay? You just can't allow any idea, any thought, any movie, any sound, any book, any magazine in just like it's a garbage can that just holds it all in. It doesn't work like that. Okay? You have to watch what you watch. Psalm 101 
says, I will lead a life of integrity in my own home. I will refuse to look at anything vile and vulgar. Like, cut that out and put it on your TV. <laughs> right? Cut that out, put it on your, your computer screen. Proverbs 15 says, the wise person is hungry for the truth, but the fool feeds on trash. There's just some things we don't need to watch. There's a lot of trash out there. And it's, it's foolish of us to think that we can take in all of that trash and then live a life of integrity. Because inevitably, it's going to affect your behavior. What you do in private absolutely affects your public behavior. So here's the bottom line. If you want to become a person of integrity, you have to care about the small details of life. You have to care about the things in your private life that nobody else sees. You have to care about the details that are, uh, seem insignificant but are really important, seem inconsequential but are really, really important if you're going to live a life of integrity. Because we know this, we've heard this, integrity is who you are when no one else is around. Integrity is who you are in the dark when no one else is looking. That's character. That's integrity. So my challenge to you today and this week is commit to becoming a person that lives that way, that lives a life maintaining integrity that Philippians 2 says shines like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Because if you live that way, you're going to shine in stark contrast to what's happening in, in society. Right? America, we, I think you would agree with this, America is in desperate need of men and women of integrity in our churches, in our politics, at work, in schools, right? In our churches. Do you want to be a, a person who pleases God with the way you live? Do you want to affect the people around you and in your workplace, draw people closer to God because of your integrity? Do you want to, do you want to experience the blessings that, that we talked about? A life of, uh, that's a little bit smoother, a little bit less stress and a lot more joy because of the blessings that come with living this way then commit to being a person of integrity. Now, before we close uh, and end this, let me, let me just take a moment and talk to the guys in the room. Uh, starting on September 25th, we are launching a men's series that actually deals with this topic. How do we, how do we maintain integrity as men in a culture that's really confused about what it means to be a man? How do we maintain integrity through all the phases of a man's life when, when so many others around us are tempting us to put on that mask and do something else and cut corners and do all of those things. And again, that's coming up September 25th. You can go to hillcountry.life and sign up. And, and ladies, moms, you know, grandmothers, sisters, wives, there's nothing but upside for the men in your life to do this. And so hear me on this. Gently, <laughs> gently nudge them, right? Because we need men of integrity in our churches. We need men of integrity in our society. Let's pray. God, thank you so much uh, for, for who you are, what you've done for us. God, that you don't leave us alone in any of this stuff that we've talked about and learned about in this series. That you don't leave us alone in our, in our depression or our laziness or our envy. But God, you walk through all of that with us. And you, you've shown us a way in your word to do life with you moment by moment, day by day. And God, this week, this morning, right now, challenge us with integrity. Have we, have we been compartmentalizing our lives and trying to separate things and feel the safety and security of that, uh, but it's an illusion. God, help us, help us to, to 
uh, say the true thing. Say things that are true. Stand up for your truth. God, be a light that shines to the people around us and draws them to you. And help us experience all of those blessings that we talked about over and over and over again in our lives. God, thank you so much that you've given us so many things in your word that we can put into practice. And it's applicable, it's real, and it works. That you've given us a better way of living. God, we love you. We praise you. We thank you. We pray this in your name.